1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Bobby Madden will referee Sunday's Celtic against Rangers clash Jordan Jones is already looking forward to joining Rangers But trying to focus on Kilmarnock And Scotland's goal scorers understand the fans booing in San Marino I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Stephen McGowan from the Scottish Daily Mail And Gordon Deal Yes, good evening Gordon Still fresh in the minds of the Scotland fans of the disappointing two games Although we did get that 2-0 win It was a terrible performance We look forward now To the weekend uh, A lot of important domestic games coming up St Mirren and Dundee down the bottom of the league They're fighting to save relegation And obviously the big one everybody will be talking mm. about soon Celtic v Rangers Bit of a new voice for you on a Tuesday evening Steve McGowan, the chief football writer at the Scottish Daily Mail Joins us uh, Stephen, you had the pleasure Displeasure, call it what you will Of being away with Scotland uh, We got to watch it from afar What was it like to be up close? It was a pleasure Right up until about 11 minutes <laughs> Into the game in Kazakhstan For three or four days The SFA lead on the big luxury flight um, The sports scientists An army of analysts Nutritionists They did absolutely everything right Until the, f- the first whistle blew And then it all got really awkward Because you know, We always talk about as journalists If you're on these trips And uh, there are times when you have to don the tackety boots and that was one of them because, you know, it's arguably the worst result Scotland have ever had. And then you have to get in a plane with him the next day and walk up the aisle and you're trying not to look too closely in the eye. It gets very, very awkward. You've been there yourself. and um, But, you know, you have to you have to tell it as it is somehow sometimes and it was it, it, it was pretty appalling. To be honest with you, San Marino wasn't a great deal better. 0141 That's the number you need on the phones tonight. You can get in touch on Twitter. At Clyde SSB It's Tuesday night So I think we can do a couple of things We can still look back On Scotland's disappointment If you want Tell us where it's going wrong Uh, But let's look forward as well Domestic football is not too far away And I've been thinking Gordon DL Always dangerous But the (laughs) EFL down south Have announced their shortlists already For the player of the year Now I know that's early But it got me thinking Who are the early contenders In our league I think that's one that'll heat up On the phones and on Twitter tonight Who would be the early contenders for the Player of the Year in Scotland. The EFL have already announced their candidates today. Who would our early contenders be, Gordon? Uh, thank you for that. Um, I, yeah, I, didn't even, I didn't even warn you about this no, before No, no, you haven't. You uh, you've got to look at guys that scored goals. Morelos, for instance, at Rangers, has had a terrific season banging the goals in. Uh, Callum McGregor at Celtic has been brilliant. I think James Forrest as well. Alan McGregor had a really good start to the season. Um, I'm just trying to think outside the box, Gordon. You know, look away from the the Celtic Rangers players because they're the ones that get all the limelight. But there'll be a couple out there. If you give me five minutes, I'll probably come up with one. Stephen, any thoughts? It is early. I did, but Gordon Dale's just just actually used them all up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think Callum McGregor was the, the obvious contender. He just had an injury, really gave him a problem. Alfredo Morelos, you can't argue with his goal record. He's the most divisive player in Scottish football right now. But you cannot argue with the guy's quality and the goals he scores. As Gordon says, Alan McGregor's made some magnificent saves. Been arguably the best signing that was made in the summer by by Stephen Gerrard. 
And then you've got, you know, as he said, Forrest as well. And I, 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 he says he needs five minutes to think of anyone else. I might need ten. Well, I don't think you'll need any time at all. 01419511025. Let's kick off with that because we've been so much doom and gloom around Scotland. We will get back to it. We're going to hear from some of the goal scorers. Well, the goal scorers, I should say, from the San Marino game. We'll hear from them a bit later on and we can go over all that again. But let, let's get your early contenders in for player of the year. That seems like a good way to get us back in towards... The domestic football, Gordon Because make no mistake about it You always know that once this final international break Is out the way The end of March, April is almost upon us This is officially the home stretch The business end of the season Call it whatever you want This is when things are won and lost Yeah, it's important Not just for the top of the league Because I think we'll all agree that Celtic will win that Although there's a terrific game coming up Doesn't matter how many points separate them It's all about the bragging rights on Sunday Against Celtic v Rangers but if you look at the opposite side of the table, down the bottom there, you've got Hamilton in good form just now, you know, starting to just pull away a little bit. Dundee, St Mirren, who played tomorrow night against St Johnston, and could go into a really vital game against Dundee at the weekend above them if they win tomorrow night. There's a lot to play for going. I don't think the quality of Dundee St Mirren will be top. Gordon, but I, I just think it's going to be a fantastic mm. game of spectacle mm. because, you know, you, you do get to have we, we, we've had so many years in Scotland where the league has been a bit of a foregone conclusion, let's be honest. And you do start looking to the bottom six. And I know, I know the split doesn't please everyone. I think it's terrific because it just gives you these games that coming up that matter. Yeah. yeah, you don't have the flabby middle midriff, you know, or mm-hmm. the, the, the games that don't matter. They actually matter. And you've got the, the, the contenders going head to head against one another. 01419511025 The news stories today If you like Bobby Madden Refereeing that game Celtic against Rangers I think I'm going to create a rule that If you're on to moan about Bobby Madden refereeing the game You have to tell us Who you would rather have ref it And tell us why They would be so good That's only fair So well, I, I, I tell you I, I think Craig Thompson Should have got it Gordon Alright okay I mean it's interesting Craig Thompson seems to have Fallen a bit out of favour Because I think he's fallen off The FIFA list mm. uh, But I think he's the best Referee in the country still I mean you know You'd really call him uh, who's had an old from game already this season? You had uh, John Beaton's already had one. So, with the process of elimination, Bobby Madden would get it. But Bobby Madden refereed the last Celtic game against Dundee, and it's very unusual for a referee to referee the same team twice. So, at least it's the process of elimination. But for me, I think Craig Thompson should have got it. I mean, Gordon, you're the great defender of referees in yeah. this show, so you would have any of them, really, because I've, you love them all. You think they're all brilliant. Yeah, I've not got a problem. Uh, oh, I know that. It, it doesn't matter who it is, Gordon. <laughs> What, happen- you would say that. what happens is we usually have talking points And that's what's great about this show We'll get it Monday all the way through Yes, the referees will get it anyway They will get it in the neck Guaranteed from one side or mm. another But I have no problem I know uh, obviously we're looking at um, you know, Thompson I have no problem with Bobby Madden I just hope that we're talking about the game and not the referee. The only thing you would say, sorry if they're too biting gone, but I mean, the one thing you would say is Bobby Madden obviously had that Alan McGregor incident, you know? And the, 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 the SFA retrospectively overruled his decision. So, you know, I mean, again, it comes back to the accountability, doesn't it? Are referees accountable for the mistakes? Mm. Yeah, well, listen, that's just a few points to jump off with tonight. 01419511025. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're getting a lot through already on Player of the Year. Davy Sodden's in no doubt can only. Be Callum McGregor, he says. But Sideshow Bob's got a couple. He's gone for Forrest, McGregor, Morelos, Alan McGregor. These are the four that keep coming up. So I'm wondering who's going to be thinking outside the box. Have we got any, I don't know, Sam Cosgrove's been pretty good no. for Aberdeen. No. 
He's been good. He's been good. Oh, he's been, he's just been trying good. to throw another name. Uh, he's been good since he's been good since the start of December. And you know, if you're being honest, Sam Cosgrove looked like a bit of a haddie. And then he got a couple of goals at the start of December, and he couldn't stop scoring. But I mean, the season—if it was a half season, maybe. Let's get on the phones and find out. Then Chris is in Cumbernauld. Hi, Chris. Doing, guys, all right? Yeah, good. Hi, thanks. Chris. Who's your suggestion, Chris? Well, suggestion for me is Callum McGregor. But what I turned the radio on tonight was to listen to somebody on the panel saying, "Morelis, Alan McGregor, are you serious? They've won nothing. They're not going to win anything this season. When was the last time a player in Scotland won?" Player of the year and a team that hasn't won a trophy. Well, to, to be fair, Chris, it's going to, the, the prize for the, certainly the PFA. It's going to be given out before the trophies are given out, so it might have to be someone who's not won anything. Well, we've got two trophies in the bag already. Going to Celtic for a third one, possibly still to come. So I think we're possibly looking at a Celtic player. I don't think we're looking at any Rangers player to play this season. I think they've been dismal the whole year. Dismal. Well, I, th- I think I think that obviously being a Celtic supporter, Chris, you're quite entitled to that. I think McGregor, you look at Forrest, for instance. I think's been very good as well. Um, but you can't, you can't. If you've got candidates, you can't overlook Morelos. I know that the argument is. Uh, hold on, Chris. I know your argument is. Well, Rangers have not won anything. He's not scored against Celtic. But he's still the top goal scorer in Scotland. He's banged the goals in for Rangers. So he deserves to be in that, you know, four or whatever it may be. Stephen McGowan. It's an individual honour. It's not a team honour. It's individuals. It's the best individuals in the country that season. If a guy is scoring nearly 30 goals, you have to give him mm. some credit for crying out loud. I mean, Chris, if Alfredo Morelos, if Rangers don't win anything, as you're predicting, Chris, so Alfredo Morelos is therefore playing in what you would have to say is an inferior team. To, to, to your team If they don't win anything Scoring 29 goals In a team that doesn't win anything Does that not make His individual performance Even better? Well this is my next point Okay You guys are no better than me You know the stats Better than me Right How many goals Are against top 6 teams? This is This goes back to the argument Chris And uh, I'm sure Morelis will say Well it doesn't bother me I'm scoring goals And you know He will score 30 goals this season um, But As a striker You do but whether you play for Rangers or Celtic, you want to get that goal against you know the opposition. Morelis has not achieved that yet. He's still got a couple of go- uh, games to go that he can achieve that. But it doesn't matter who he scored against. He scored the goals at a potent times for Rangers and he's carried mm. Rangers at times. So it's, it's an individual award, Gordon. And I think he deserves to be up there nominated. But since you asked, it's 14 against top six teams and plus four in Europe. But anyway, Chris, rather than... Sort of slagging the, the 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 other guys. Tell us why you think it should be Callum McGregor. Don't tell us why it shouldn't be Alfredo Morelos. Why should it be Callum McGregor? I think he's had an outstanding season. He carried Celtic in the first half of the season. He went off form a wee bit there. It seems to be coming back now. And I think he's done really well. And he's up. He's up the top end. He's at the top end. Well, Chris, I mean, we were asked for contenders for Player of the Year. We weren't asked to name our Player of the Year. If I was naming my Player of the Year, I would agree with you. There we go, we actually, we're getting some consensus What what have you made of, of Callum McGregor's season that certainly started brilliantly In fact, it's most of it That injury just came at a frustrating time for him, didn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, he played something like A ridiculous number of I mean, games He was 50, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 50, 50, 50 games But I mean, it, I think his versatility has been, has been remarkable, actually Because, you know, we, we've known him as a kind of attacking midfielder He's played wide in the left uh, He then filled in for Scott Brown in the holding position And he did it really well 
um, to the point where he was named Scotland captain last week, albeit as a, as a bit of a stand-in. So, um, you know, you can't argue with his all-round contribution. He's got goals, he's got running, he's got, uh, he's got creativity. So, you know, for me, he's a, he, he's been the best player in the country. Just on a quick one, I'm thinking back, did Michael Higdon not win player a year with Motherwell and didn't win anything? No, it's your, your beloved Motherwell. I thought you would remember that. Yeah. I was waiting on you saying yeah. it. A few people yeah, have pointed two, it out on Twitter. John Driver is in there. And he had, a, and he had a fantastic night when he the, won it. Yes. <laughs> a fantastic <laughs> I night. I was there, I remember that. You weren't to blame, were you? No, I had nothing to do with that, Gordon. I'm well behaved. Yeah, I'm sure you are. At Clyde SSB, a few have pointed that out, to be fair. Tell Chris that Michael Higdon won it playing for Motherwell. So, there we go. Uh, we are at Clyde SSB 01419511025 It's Gordon DL as always on a Tuesday And Stephen McGowan from the Scottish Daily Mail uh, We just had to find someone else sensible enough To take Roger Hanna's shoes And look after Gordon DL So Was that, 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 was that the actual plan? <laughs> yeah, pretty much Right so to be what, something to what, keep you in check Just to let you know what happens when they come to beat the pundit I usually win anyway But if it's you, you're minus one Oh, that is true. Do you inherit Roger Hanna's minus I one? Because he's so I good at it. I have to say, it's a new career low being Roger Hanna's standing. I know, honestly. <laughs> I mean, He'll be I listening get, as well. He'll be listening. All things have got bad. That's really taking it to the uh, Kenny's an Airdrie. What are you thinking, Player of the Year wise, Kenny? Yeah, evening, guys. No, I, I would have. Uh, I would have said Nesmith had he no copped injuries. Uh, obviously, I'm going to say one of my my uh, own players for the team I support, but. I think uh, Bagucci, and I think Gordon will remember this when Hearts played Motherwell at Bar Park. I think Bagucci would be in with a shout. I mean, a lad that's just turned 20, uh, 20 he's only just turned 24, because uh, he's got to play every game with about three or four defenders hanging up his shoulders. Yeah, I think he does quite well. And yeah, he's becoming he's becoming the real uh, fans' favourite at Tynecastle. Um, he's one of these players that. He just he loves the battle. He loves people around about him. He likes taking that challenge on. I like him. Uh, I know he's got his faults. Sometimes his control of the ball isn't the greatest, but he's a worker. He he puts a shift in for the team. He's a handful. Uh, he's a strong, strong boy, and he, he's a good target man to have when you're under a lot of pressure because he'll go and chase. He'll try and header, and he's got good strength round about him. But I don't think he's had. That much of an impact when you compare it to, say, Callum McGregor at Celtic, who's been absolutely Stephen terrific. Naismith one would have been interesting, Stephen McGowan, had he managed to stay injury-free, because you look about his importance to Hearts. His importance is massive. I mean, I think someone actually told me it was a stat that when Stephen Naismith won, played, Hearts have won something 70% of their games. When he goes out the team injured, that, that statistic just plummets. He's massive. With regards to Uche, just too long an injury. Was it four months or five months he was out? Fantastic toys, but he's just one of these big guys who's either brilliant or appalling. And it doesn't really seem to be a shade mm. of grey. Uh, I personally absolutely love watching him. I just think he's, he's, he's a joy to watch. But over the course of the season, not for me. I mean, bear in mind, Gordon, we, we're, we're being very general because it's only March. The reason I asked it is because I noticed that EFL have already mm. announced their shortlist. So we're, we are being quite general. But this takes into a couple of things. The PFA members will obviously vote. The football writers will vote. So it depends because when, certainly when it comes to the players' vote, Depends how they see it You know Is it going to be the guy Who gave them the toughest game In opposition Or is it going to be someone They've admired more From a distance So yeah, there are different factors Yeah When I when I was uh, involved in football And I used to get my vote in for that I would always look at The guy that gave me The hardest game I've got to say There weren't many about <laughs> So that was coming There was a short list Let me say um, And I always voted for them Now I didn't care 
What team they played for, Gordon? I think that if you've had one of those seasons that everything's went right for you, you've worked very hard at your game, at the end of the season you deserve to go up and lift the trophy. Doesn't matter what team you're playing for. If I was voting right now, I would vote for Graham Shinney. Very good <laughs> Derek McInnes will be after you no. After your criticism of him last week Kenny, final word to you uh, No, listen, I think I sort of touched on the point About the Scotland stuff uh, when, I, when I spoke to you on Friday Prior to the games uh, I think there's been too much uh, If you play for Celtic or play for Rangers I'll probably upset a lot of people But they seem to get a favoured position or, or the awards And and I go back to a silly thing when, Like McCoy and uh, uh, Morris Johnson were strikers Richard Goff was asked that season Who was your most difficult opponent And he said we Robbo uh, and, and I would kind of lean on the same thing Do you think Scott Bain would be in the Scotland goals If uh, he had stuck at Dundee or Hibs? Well that's a fair point No I, do, I actually don't No I think Scott Bain uh, It's all about timing football And timing was everything I was very surprised that He kept his place after the Airdrie game because if you look at Craig Gordon at Ibrox that day, when Rangers really were, you know, on top and created a lot of chances, Craig Gordon kept that scoreline down. And obviously, when you look at Bain getting into the cup game, you think, well, okay, Is that, it just the cup? that's just the cup. That's what happens. It's at Airdrie at home. Um, they're expected to go and win that. Bain kept his place mm. and, and he deserves to be in, in yeah. the goals just God, yeah, I mean, you know, has been good it's, it's amazing what's happened in terms of goalkeepers compared to say, say your own day where you just had to make saves you didn't have to keep the ball out of the net and Craig Gordon did that at Ibrox but what Brendan Rodgers was looking for was somebody who could play like a midfielder so he's looking for the goalkeeper to distribute the ball really really well and Craig Gordon was getting a bit of stick for that four or five years ago didn't, people didn't worry so much about that it was a case of clearing your lines and making saves. Now it's become a really key part of the game, and Scott Bean was in the right place at the right time. He's a good, he's a good keeper with regards to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Alan McGregor retired. Craig Gordon had a knee injury, wasn't available, wasn't playing anymore. I don't really see that Alan McGregor had any choice for that one. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to Kenny and Airdrie. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. And what about this? Gordon Dale cannot contain his excitement. Clyde won Super Scoreboards Pub Quiz. We're launching our own pub oh, quiz. Go, I'm going to... <laughs> Friday, the 19th of April, at the Drygate Brewing Company. Prizes on the night, cash prizes for you and your pals potentially. And you can even win a sit in in the Super Scoreboard show for the winning team. I mean, who's not going to want to win that? People will be tripping over themselves. Uh, there also will be a QA on the night with the Super Scoreboard team. Tickets are £10 per person, so you can construct a team between two and five people. That includes a drink on arrival, entry to the quiz, the QA, and all the rest of it. So for more info on how to buy the tickets, head to at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Check out the pinned tweet to buy tickets. Should be a good one. Oh, I'm looking forward to You'll that. You'll be in good form, won't and, you? Yeah, and what I'll do, because. The mushrooms text me going, can I go? I will leave him a comp. Good stuff. The question would be, will Hugh Keevens buy people a drink? There's no chance. No chance. <laughs> but he'll be there. Uh, we're going to hear from soon-to-be Rangers winger, current Kilmarnock winger, Jordan Jones, after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to thompsons.com. It's Gordon DL and Stephen McGowan from the Scottish Daily Mail here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A couple of ways for you to get in touch on the phones and also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Stephen's got a question for the Stephen in the studio. He says, Your guest, Stephen McGowan, is normally on the ball in regards to big Celtic stories. So my question is Does he think Lennon will get the job or will the club do a proper due diligence and see who's available in the summer? Well, I think Sunday is huge for Neil Lennon because. 
There is definitely a bit of scepticism among Celtic fans about Neil Lennon getting the job on a permanent basis. It's not that they don't like him. He's obviously a Celtic legend. But the Celtic board made a vote for their own back when they brought in Brendan Rodgers because Brendan Rodgers was showbiz. He was premiership. You know, he had the, the teeth and the tan and he laid on the, on the charm with a with, with trowel. And um, after that, you know, it's hard to go from caviar to kind of haddock and chips, if you like. I mean, not that I'm saying Neil Lennon's haddock and chips, but, you know, it just raised the bar in terms of the profile and the glamour quotient. And if you go to Neil Lennon now, the fans, you know, they're all talking about Marco Rose of, of, of RB Salzburg and, you know, they'd love Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez earns £4 million a year at Newcastle. So my, my, my feeling is that the job is Neil Lennon's to lose and it will take something really... I think they want to give it to him, but Sunday is massive because if he beats Rangers and if he beats Rangers quite well, then that's going to win over a lot of the game. Do you think if he loses on Sunday? I think it becomes a problem for Celtic and it becomes a problem for Neil Lennon, yeah. Because Even, uh, even if he goes well, on to win the Scottish Cup? Well, look, look at it this way, Gordon. He could still win the league, but season ticket renewals are going out just now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fans are already humming and hawing about who they want as permanent manager. So, you know, he, he could, if he loses on Sunday, he's still fans of Celtic to win the league. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for his sake, he needs as clean a season as possible to get through to the end of out mishap to give him the best possible chance. And losing to Rangers at home, that's a big mishap. I think I think the two I think he's got two games. I think the two most important games. Uh, I think you're correct. I think if he gets a good result on Sunday, and then goes on to uh, cement the Scottish Cup, I think it'd be very hard to overlook him. Yep. There we go. Hopefully that answers your question at Clyde SSB on the phones. It's 0141-951-1025. Got a bit of a subplot tonight. We're asking for your very early, admittedly early shouts for player of the year. Uh, and we're discussing any of today's big stories as well. I'm sure we'll get to Scotland a bit later on. I just couldn't handle it again at the start of the mm. show, Gordon. I was trying to give myself some time uh, to work myself up to it. Brian's a Celtic fan in Bears Den. What's on your mind tonight, Brian? Gordon, yeah. Gordon, good evening. Uh, good evening, Gordon and Stephen. My favourite pundit, Gordon Dale, for yeah. his WC for Willie Collum. Gordon, I love you for that. I agree, um, Brian. Um, my choice for referee for Sunday, mm-hmm. believe it or not, is controversial. It would be Willie Collum. Why, why not? He's done, the big, he's done the big games recently, but I've got a wee thing I don't like about Bobby Madden. Not, not a keen fan of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but for your player of the year, ones outside the box, I'd have to go for the Kilmarnock keeper, uh, Backman. Candace mm. uh, for Rangers as well, because he's done really, really well for Rangers. Mm. And McGregor, Forrest, and Jordan Jones, the boy you are just talking to. Oh, so Brian's actually a Celtic fan, so he's thrown some, yeah. some interesting names in there. Um, this goes back to that, what, what was raised about Michael Higdon. It's very, for, for a team a bit further down the league, for a player from one of those teams to win it, they have to do something... Outstanding And Gordon knows this Unfortunately the goal scorers Get all the credit Stephen That's why That's probably why Michael Higdon won it So to look out with Celtic and Rangers I'm not sure who Who, who the real contenders Out with them would be And that's no disrespect To those players it, it just yeah. It's just the way of the world It's harder to stand out Yeah well I mean We've already heard the names The alternatives Sam Cosgrove uh, Stephen Naismith mentioned Uchi Ekpreza But you know They both had bad injuries after that, you can down to teams who are not winning enough games. I mean, Kilmarnock have had a terrific season. Jordan Jones had a great first half of the season. Um, you know, he's gone off the ball slightly since scoring that winner against Rangers. Um, you know, Kilmarnock have had some good performance, but probably the best performer at Kilmarnock has been the manager, Steve Clark. You can't vote for him for player of the year. After that, you get into teams who are not winning enough football games. So that's the nature of the beast. And listen, as a media, we probably play a part in this because we, we, we do 
obsessed. We talk about Celtic Rangers all the time. We build up players. We probably build them up beyond their, their, their natural ability. But that is just the nature of the beast. And, you know, that's why virtually every year Celtic mm. Rangers players that win. I mean, Daniel Backman has been a good goalkeeper, Gordon. Mm. And I asked for outside-the-box suggestions. So well done to Brian. Having said that, you would just you would be amazed, wouldn't you? Yeah, because I, I, I do agree with Stephen there when he, he said that for a season that Kamarnock's had, I was thinking, right, what player has really stood out? You're right, it's probably been the manager that's been yeah. terrific I mean, for him. Power and Dicker are a great pair, but yeah, would you have them played again? No, they're, they're a team. They're not an, yeah. an, a, individuals and... None of because them. last season, of course, Chris Boyd scored a barrel load, didn't he? Yeah. It's not it's not been like that this season. And Malumbu was even a standout last season, whereas it's been more of a collective this time. Yeah, it's a collective. Stuart Finley, Stuart Finley's had a really yeah. good season. Yeah. Me, I think he'll get. I think he'll get a take it in the summer. I think somebody will come in for him. Well, you know how much Kamanik are looking for? I don't know. Maybe over a million. But I think he's had a really good season. I'm, I'm actually just trying to think of Motherwell as well, Gordon. Who's but again for who, a bottom six at the moment? I, I know, I know, but sometimes you'd be amazed. A couple, couple of good youngsters coming through there, Gordon. With, you know, Hasty. Well, I had Hasty when I was here. I brought him in, and he had everything in his locker. And you just—he was one of these lads that just wanted to learn, but his pace was frightening. And then times. again, only really came into the team in January, yeah, though. So yeah, yeah, no, you wouldn't. I'm not talking about. No, voters. No, but for a young player, though. Yeah, a young player, he might be up there, but I think he's not played enough games for that. But I'm looking at uh, other teams, you know, and you're looking at Aberdeen are up there again uh, in a cup final again. You know, Cosgrove started scoring the goals. Um, you look at teams that you know, Scott McKenna. Scott McKenna maybe come into the running. It's funny, I that you know Scott McKenna. Yeah, two seconds, Brian. Oh, but, but Scott McKenna, when Celtic and Ansonville were bidding for him, I didn't see it, Gordon. Mm. I didn't see it at all. I just I wondered what all the fuss was about. This season, I've been convinced until Kazakhstan. <laughs> Kazakhstan just made me think. You know, I mean, maybe he just had a bad game, but I mean, I, the thing about him is he's quick, isn't he? For a big guy mm. of his height and strength, he's really quick. He covers the ground really well. Brian, on you go. Sorry, another one I was thinking of as well is he's played outstanding for Celtic Matthew this season. It would be Ryan Christie as a, an outside chance for it. I know he, uh, we Carl McGregor is all the praise and the plaudits for it, but see, we play as a better team than Ryan Christie plays. Well, Ryan Christie, I mean, he only came in the team for oh, the Betfred Cup semi final. Yeah, he, t- he turned that Betfred Cup semi final around. Had a brilliant streak where he scored a load of goals in about 10 games and then he had the injury again. So, again, not quite enough for me. So, it's looking like if you played the full season, you've got a, a good chance because oh. so many guys were mentioning have missed uh, big parts of the season. Thank you to Brian and Bearsden. And you would think we planned these things. Brian comes on, mentions Jordan Jones seamlessly. We're about to hear from Jordan Jones. He says he's trying to forget that he's signed for Rangers and just focus on Kilmarnock it's not easy though he will switch to Ibrox in the summer after agreeing a pre-contract and he believes Scottish football is on the up it's actually quite hard obviously because obviously I know that my future's somewhere else come the summer but obviously you just got to try and focus as much as you can on Kilmarnock and obviously I think in the January obviously I was getting quite a lot of flack off the fans um, for moving to Rangers and that's fine obviously that's part and parcel of football but like I say you just have to try and put everything to the side and just focus and show your teammates respect and obviously the manager the respect that they've showed me and and then obviously it's down to me perform on the pitch. Uh, the fact it's Gerard and obviously the fact it's just Rangers. Obviously they're a massive club. Everybody knows how big they are and obviously it's it's a really big compliment. But um, like I say, I just have to try and put that stuff to the side until the end of the season. Then obviously when I go there, try and try and deliver the good. I think there's a lot of top managers up there. Um, I think obviously a lot better players are coming up there and, and the standard's really high. So I think it can only go one direction. Hopefully that's up. 
obviously there's been a few things going on off the field to do with fans and stuff like that and there's no place in, in football anywhere for that whether it's England, Scotland, wherever um, but hopefully that'll be kicked out and then obviously I think the actual standard of the game and the way it's, the way it's coming about now is, is very good. Initially, it didn't seem like it was going to be a problem at all. He pops up, scores, scores you mm-hmm. know, against Rangers. Um, do you think it has proven to be a bit more difficult yeah. since then? Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, it showed when Kamarnock pitched up at Ibrox and he wasn't even in the, the squad, wasn't even on the bench. That was all to do with the fact that he was going to Rangers. I don't like these contracts in January. I think it puts a lot of pressure on players, especially playing in the same league against the team that you're going to sign for. And he scores a goal and quite rightly so goes over and shows his appreciation to the manager who helped him get the move. But you know what like opposition fans are, they don't like it. I just think it puts a lad under a bit of pressure. Um, Every time he pulls on the jersey, if it's a good game, nobody will say anything about it. But if he has a bad game, it's all about, oh, his mind's elsewhere. It's the same with all players. I don't like the pre-contracts in January. I'd rather just wait and get it done in the summer mm. and thank the club, you know, and then move on. Steve McGowan. If I was Jordan Jones, I would, I would have a bigger concern, which is where is he going to play for Rangers and when is he going to play? I mean, if you look at the Rangers squad, top heavy were left-wingers. Ryan Kent, obviously, his future's... He, he may be there, he may not be next season. I think Rangers would like him back. Eros Gresda, you've got Glenn Middleton, you've got Jamie Murphy coming back from, from injury. Mm-hmm. I think I might have missed, missed more out, actually. But, um, They're looking at Hasty coming in. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I know there's, a, there's English interest in Hasty as well, Gordon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, you're, you're looking and thinking, how many left wingers do you need? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. Hasty does play coming in from the right, right yeah. I suppose, yeah. but, but he's yeah. still left footed. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it does seem sometimes to me as if there's certain positions where the Rangers squad's a bit imbalanced. Left wing is one of them. Central midfield, too many holding midfielders, and they need mm. creativity. They really need a, a mm. kind of number ten type of Stuart Downing linked. But you know, not sure. Uh, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Mick says the Celtic squad's been very unsettled. Gordon or Bain, Tierney or Izagiri, Hayes are four centre backs. Not to mention the right back Griffiths out. I think that's why Celtic fans are pushing for Callum McGregor for Player of the Season because he's been the only consistent player. And you can kind of see that. That's not to take anything away from Callum McGregor. There haven't been the same stanza, standouts in the Celtic team as there have been in previous seasons. Sinclair, Dembele, yeah. t- to mention, but a few. I think it's a good point, actually. I think it's a fair point. Um, you know, Scott Sinclair's had more goals than he had last season. He's looked a bit more like himself, but you know, you're still not seeing the same player. Edward flitted in and out with injury. You know, you've got James Forrest. He's had a good season. We've named him plenty. Tom Rogic has been injured. The big performance for Celtic haven't been quite there this mm. season. I think, I think the reason McGregor... Scott Brown won it last year, of course, but yeah, again... I, I think the reason McGregor deserves it is because of his consistent form. He's, how mm. many games has he, the boy played? You know, he was he's played over... It was over 50, 50 before games. the injury, yeah. Yeah, and to play at that level, okay, he's not had over 50 terrific games, but he's been, you know, consistent in his form, and I think that's what will get him the one. Jamie's in East Kilbride. What's in your mind, Jamie? Hello, got you, Jamie. Hello, how are you Yeah, good. Thanks. On you go. Um, yeah, no, I was just going to say. Um, I mean, as as a Rangers fan, uh, hi, Hayden. Yeah, I'm um, not just going to say. I mean, as a Rangers fan, um, I think that Cal McGregor and. Uh, also James Forrest had a great season but I've not really heard anybody mention like Ryan Kent or anything I just wonder what you think about him as player of the season 
Gordon Deal, Ryan uh, Kent? I think Ryan Kent's played very well. Um, at the beginning, I think it took him a little time to settle into the Scottish game, but he's obviously got great talent, the boy, and I'm sure Rangers would be delighted to keep him. Uh, I don't think he's been consistent enough to be in there. Um, if he stays at Rangers and plays to the forum that he's shown just now, then probably next year he'll be, he'll be a big player in Scotland. But I just think that the, the winner will come, obviously, from McGregor, that, all in my opinion. Stephen McGowan? Well, I mean, it, there tends to be a kind of view that Rangers are a one-man team. It's Alfredo Morelos. They're not, actually. I mean, uh, when they've played well, you've had really good performances from, from Tavernier, from, from Arfield, from Ryan Jack, I think. Uh, Candias and, and Ryan Kent as well, but I agree with Gordon. Just just not enough consistency. Mm. But I tell you what, see when he's on, when he's when he's on it, he's terrific to watch. How do you rate Rangers' hopes and then I suppose chances of keeping Ryan Kent? Well, there was talk of talk of serious interest from England or Adaria, and it's just finances. You know, I mean, the reality is that any club in the Premiership can both Celtic and Rangers away when it comes to wages. I think it was Fulham that were mentioned possibly, was it? Fulham were mentioned for Ryan Kent. It's money. That is the harsh reality of the environment we operate in. You know, we say, well, Celtic Rangers, massive clubs, and they are. But they don't pay as much. And that's always going to work against them. Jamie, is that one you would like to see Rangers, you know, really push the boat out to, to, to try and keep, or have you resigned yourself to, to losing them in the summer? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if we could get them for another year, that would absolutely be emphatic. Fantastic, um, but yeah, no, I just think he's been outstanding, especially when I've seen him, you know, against Celtic. I think he ran, ran them ra- ragged the whole game. Um, but yeah, I think he got to be a good shout for Player of the Year if he continues the way he's been playing, and also even Al McGregor. I think he's been brilliant as well. Um, but yeah, I think McGregor and Forrest will probably get the nod. Okay, thanks to Jamie Nisco Bride for the suggestion. It's 01419511025. Give us a call right now. Put your point to Gordon DL and Stephen McGowan, and we'll take those calls after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's Gordon DL and Stephen McGowan here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Get in touch on the phones or on Twitter. Um, obviously, no Roger Hanna tonight, which is an interesting timing, Gordon, because I've just received an email from Roger f- from Roger Hanna, and he says, "Can you please print these out on for Gordon DL and its tickets?" Should I tell the nation this, or do you want to? I, do you want to reveal it yourself? No, you can. T- I'm very proud of this. You ready for this, Stephen? Uh, Stephen, yeah. Stephen, you will agree with me here because uh-huh. everybody in the office were so jealous. Okay. I think you should tell us. Come on, tell us. Well, I'm going to uh, the Hydro on Friday night to see Mrs. Brown's musical. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, I mean, I are you having that? No. You can't get a ticket for love. It should money. still be playing in the pavilion to a half empty house. Listen, you would easier get a Celtic Rangers ticket than get one of these. Tickets. I couldn't believe it when I saw Gold the email dust. come never, in. Never, I, never overestimate the taste of the great British public. That's I thought dust. it was a wind up when I saw the email come in, but I have tickets for you that I have to print off from Roger Hanna to Mrs. Brown's musical. Yeah, brilliant. Look forward to it. Wow, oh, wow. Honestly, it's, it's almost as bad as Miranda. <laughs> Almost as bad as Miranda. I don't even know that. Oh, what's Miranda? Miranda. We'll show you at the next break. Yeah, yeah, oh, is yeah. that the comedian girl? Yes, yes yeah. it is. Uh, and here's another tweet to be fair, Gordon. This one's not doesn't make good reading either. John Geddy says, "Hi, Gordon. Uh, saw you and the big Daz on the golf course today. Who won? Do you want to tell him the bad news or will I? Well, you didn't. I win. know that, and neither did you. No. So what does that mean? The mushroom. The mushroom. Twice in a row. Oh, Mark he's Wilson. Killing oh. us. He's absolute, and he's hopeless. Straight arms, I call him. 
Nightmare 0141 951 1025 uh, Let's get back to the football uh, I think you said Stephen A bit earlier on About it being a huge um, Weekend For Neil Lennon in particular And as always with these games That applies I'm sure To, to Stephen Gerrard as well Massive I mean The Rangers season is in danger Of fizzling out Being a bit of an anti-climax And You know listen, I think by comic sense Stephen Gerrard will get another season I don't know if there's any question about that And he probably deserves it Because Rangers have improved As a team you know, maybe the, the, the trophies and the stats don't back it up. But in terms of like the general performances, they've improved as a team. But the final third, they just lack creativity and quality for me. And central defence, all the chopping and changing as well, Gordon, for me, mm. has, has been a factor. Um, so, you know, he, 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 needs to, he needs to use the end of the season to come up with a plan to make Rangers the team they have to be next what, what I'm looking at Stephen I know it's only Tuesday but it'll be the talking point because all the build ups obviously for the game now Celtic Rangers you just wonder if a draw would suit both teams I know that Celtic fans will be screaming no we're at home and we'll run over the top of Rangers Rangers fans will be saying well at Ibrox we were a better side and could easily beat you more than one and that's the excitement of it but if you look at it Neil Lennon sitting with 10 points and he gets a draw, but the league's over. Steven Gerrard goes to Celtic Park and gets a draw and then can say, well, that's four points out of six against Celtic. Yeah. So they would be happy and Celtic would be happy to say, well, we'll still get the well, I, think, I, I think, just hope it isn't because I like the talking point. I think it would suit both managers. Mm. Would it suit both sets of fans? No, no that's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> no chance. 0141 on Twitter. Remember, we've been asking early, very early shouts for, for player of the year. We're just... Brushing over some of the suggestions Kirsty McKenzie says Outside of the old firm Liam Kelly Terrific season yeah. mm-hmm. For Livingston yeah. And he has Probably yeah. still better At the start of the season Than latterly But again Overall a good season How um, can yeah, yeah Decent as well You yeah. know because people Are now talking about him Going to Aberdeen is he Going to Aberdeen Well I think oh, sorry, Hearts, Hearts as well Hearts, 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 Hearts. Um, Matthew Elric is on What about Lewis Ferguson For player of the year Certainly should win young player I mean I'd imagine He'll certainly be in That conversation yeah, young Yeah he's had a ter- Terrific season You've got to say He will be in that category um, Whether he'll win it or not I don't know Money in the bank For Aberdeen Lewis Ferguson I think I think he'll go on To, to make him a lot of money In, in, in time yeah, it certainly looks like it. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's speak to Paul in Helensburgh. Hi, Paul. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Paul. Uh, just Stephen, you're usually one of the more reliable journalists for getting snippets of information. Who should I put my money for to be Celtic manager for next season? Oh, Listen, I, please gamble responsibly. I, I, I have a fixed odds record. I have a, a losing streak that would shame Albion Rovers. But <laughs> me personally, as I've said consistently, I think it's Neil Lennon's job to lose. I think he's already thinking about players for next season. I'm not saying he's definitely going to get it, and that's why we go back to the point earlier. Um, Celtic fans, there's a lot of wishful thinking going on. A lot of people saying, "Ah, uh, you know, we 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 should and 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 will aim higher." Well, maybe they will. But, you know, if Neil Lennon wins on Sunday, I think he'll win a lot of people over and I think he'll deserve to. Is that what you wanted to hear, Paul, or were you hoping for something else? No, that'll, that, uh, that, that'll, 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 do, that'll do me because, uh, as I say, he's carried a few stories over the years which have followed, which come very close to the truth, so... so yeah, close quite to the truth, Stephen. You're close to the yeah. truth. It's not a full my, compliment. My, but my, my boss never thinks I'm quite close enough. But that's. Uh... <laughs> you see the rest of the stories. Stephen McGowan there uh, <laughs> from the Scottish Daily Mail tonight, alongside uh, Gordon Dale. Uh, we're also on Twitter on, on a similar 
theme uh, R.E. Cluse says Do you think Neil would consider the assistant's job? We need his passion at the club But need to stay on the high quality manager's course That no, that no. sounds like a difficult one, wouldn't it? Absolutely no chance um, Once you've been the manager You get back to Twice, Celtic. essentially uh, Yeah, but he's been a manager at Hills mm-hmm. He's been a manager at Bolton He goes back to Celtic again And then you ask him to step aside and be assistant manager Knowing Neil Lennon, I don't think that would happen at all. No. I don't think Celtic would ask him that. I don't think they'd put him in that position. I think, I think the assistant manager will almost certainly be John Kennedy, if, he, if he's not manager. But I mean, he will, he will be mm. the number two, and I think that is very definitely the plan. Uh, let's try and squeeze one more in before the news. John's in Cumbernauld. Hi, John. Hi there. Uh, just a couple of points. One about the, the situation with the Scotland job, and the other one, obviously, is looking forward to the Old Firm game. I'm a Celtic supporter, but. Uh, first of all, in regards to the Scotland job, uh, I still think a decision should be made on Alex McLeish's future and basically sack him. I think his comments today when he's coming out in the paper talking about Petrie and McRae being great footballing men, I think he's only doing that to try and protect his job. Rod Petrie is probably one of the worst uh, uh, administrators in Scottish football. The Ibs fans hated him. He drove him out. So that's why they've got that... Uh, I can't remember her name now. Leanne Dempster. Leanne Dempster. That she, she, he was pushed out in order to uh, sort of satisfy the fans because they weren't happy with him. And as for McRae, well, he, he, Alex McRae said it himself, he's been great for football, for Aberdeen football, but not Scottish football. Uh, I think he should go. The second point is in regards to the Old Firm game. I don't think Celtic will lose. I think it will be a draw, but I've not been convinced. I think I've said it before. In regards since Lee Neil took over, the, the style of football hasn't been uh, as up to the standard that, that was there when Brendan Rodgers was there. Uh, let me, put, let me put that to the guys, John, because you, you make a couple of decent points and we're, we're a bit run, running slowly out of time. Um, on, on that last point, is that why this is so important for Neil Lennon? Because you might even think that even if Celtic lose... At the weekend, you could still say that you know they are favourites mm-hmm. to win the league. But is is that what it's about? Is it about winning over these people who are not quite sure if he is the man yeah, going I forward? Yeah, I think all the Celtic fans are still tuned into this football that Brendan Rodgers brought to Celtic. Um, it was obviously successful with the, the the cups and the trophies and everything that they won. And Neil, as a manager, you get in there, you've got to put your own stamp on yeah. it. You've got a different style of playing. I don't think he's changed it dramatically, to be honest with you. Um, but I do agree with Stephen. I think he's in pole position. But the two games for me is Sunday and the cup final. Because you can't say, well, we're giving the job because he won the treble. The league cup was already in the bag. He eight points a start with a terrific squad before, obviously, he came in. Uh, when he came in. And he's now in the final of the Scottish Cup. So the two games for me is Aberdeen and Rangers. If he can get by these two games, then I see Celtic going with him. See, I, I, I think God made a great point there about Neil Lennon. He's come in, he's inherited another man's team. He's inherited another man's team that's won the last seven trophies. And it's really hard to turn around and change that and to say, you know what, I'm going to go my own way. And I don't think so far, but yeah, I know the fans have been underwhelmed by the performances, if not all the results. I don't think so far he's quite been himself. I don't think he's stamped himself in his own style on the team. I think they're still playing this kind of pedestrian side-to-side football. He wants to stamp that out, but it's really difficult to say to these players of have had all this success under Brendan Rodgers, you know what, I'm the interim caretaker manager and I'm telling you you're going to do this differently. So that's a big problem. 
Beat the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Forget the fact that it's a big weekend for the managers. It could be a big night for Stephen McGowan. It could be his Beat the Pundit debut, depending mm. how the coin goes. But Don't Gordon, worry, Stephen. I know where the coin goes. Gordon DL's in the running as well. And if you want to take them on, 0141 951 1025. Give us a call right now. Be quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Gordon DL and Stephen McGowan from the Scottish Daily Mail here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Keep your calls coming in the first hour. Uh, we looked a bit at the domestic the return of the domestic football, asking who your early front runners for player of the year are. I think it's that time though. I think we've warmed ourselves up enough. I think we can do Scotland again We're going to hear from the goal scorers Asking how they felt Hearing the fans boo Let us know what you've made Of the last couple of days And ultimately Where we go from here 01419511025 Get your thoughts in Because we'll do it next Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday before that though Beat the pundit Gordon and Stephen Are both ready One of them Is going to be taking on Ian Who's a Partick Thistle fan From Newton Mearns How are you tonight Ian? Not too bad thanks Yep good Will you be keeping a wee eye On the fixtures tonight Dunfermline Dundee United Inverness Alawa Your team not involved But of course They have uh, massive implications For your team don't they? Yep I think uh, Our best hope's going to be Alawa Finishing bottom And They'll uh, certainly bite your hand off For eight Put it that way So Still very tight that league though, isn't it, Stephen? It's, it's incredible. Al- 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 I, you know, Alwa can throw in crazy results. You can't bank in anything down there. Uh, you know, and it's uh, it's a party have picked up a bit, haven't they? I mean, they've really they've, they've begun to improve a bit. You never know. Uh, they had done. They had done at the start of, <laughs> in January, the start of the month. Terrible result on Friday night. Really yeah. poor performance, to be honest. So that's put us back in a bit of a mess again. So. Uh, pressure on for the last six games Well we'll see if the results can go your way tonight Ian Starting with Beat the Pundit of course Forget the nonsense of the relegation battle That can wait for later It's Beat the Pundit time Heads you're up against Stephen McGowan And Tails you're up against Gordon Diel And it's Heads it's Stephen oh. up against Ian A debut Baptism of will fire the Minus one, will minus the one Nah no chance Wouldn't do that to a man in his debut No way uh, Let me give Stephen a bit of Clyde 2 in his ears So that he doesn't know what we're saying And we'll get your clock up and running Ian you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Okay yep Okay let's do it Ross Barkley scored twice for England last night What club does he play for? Chelsea Who will referee Sunday's old firm game? Bobby Madden What name's been given to the mascot of Euro 2020? Tam <laughs> Who did the Republic of Ireland face tonight? Georgia Who is the current captain of Queen of the South? Stephen Dobie What nationality is Man United's Victor Lindelof? Uh, French Okay Let's bring Stephen McGowan back Stephen can you hear us? I can You can right Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Yes okay. Ross Barkley scored twice for England last night What club does he play for? Everton Who will referee Sunday's Old Firm game? Uh, Bobby Madden What name's been given to the mascot of Euro 2020? Bobby <laughs> Who the Republic of Ireland <laughs> face tonight? Georgia Who's the current captain of Queen of the South? Stephen Dobby What nationality is Man United's Victor Lindelof? Swedish And which team did Neil Lennon leave Celtic for? 
Bolton Wanderers. Why is a player as a manager? Mm, yeah, see, that's maybe been a bit unfair. We maybe should have clarified that on the stewards' inquiry. I'm looking at the producer here. Uh, let's go through them and find out. Ian, what do you make of the competition? Yeah, I think it might just have been pipped there. Well, let's find out. Ross Barkley scored twice for England last night. What club does he play for? It's Chelsea. He was Everton before that year. I can see. So it's one nil uh, to Ian. You both got Bobby Madden, both referee Sunday's old firm game. So it's two one to Ian. Very interested in the responses on this question. What name's been given to the mascot of Euro twenty twenty? One of you said Tam. Another mm. one said. Bobby. Bobby. No, un- <laughs> funnily enough, it's neither of those. It's shuggy, isn't it? It's skillsy. Apparently, I mean, I wouldn't have got it either, but I wouldn't have gone for Bobby. So yeah. there we go. Uh, who the Republic of Ireland face tonight? It's Georgia. You both got that. So still one up to Ian. You both got that Stephen Doby was the captain of Queen of the South. Still sure? one up to Ian. Uh, Victor Lindelof is Swedish. So Stephen McGowan equalises And now we've got a bit of a problem on our hands Because yeah. I think that question was a bit unfair We should have specified So I'll tell you what Let's just take it to the tiebreaker what, Let's just what was settle it like friends Nottingham Well Forest. Nottingham Forest It was as a player Yeah Right. But we didn't say that did we So no. so that the producer will be getting his knuckles wrapped When the show finishes obviously From Gordon not from me um, And we will just do the, we'll just do the tiebreaker So here's the way it's going to work Ian I'm going to read the question I will okay. inv- I'll get Stephen to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Okay Okay. Yep. Here's, here's the question How many goals were scored across the 10 European qualifiers on Sunday? It's just a guess It's just oh. to try and separate you How many goals were scored across the 10 European qualifiers on Sunday? Stephen if you can write your answer down please um, Stephen have you written it down already? Oh he's got the, he's getting the pen and paper He's written it on the yeah. iPad He's going to have to hold it up Sh- uh, Show me your answer Okay, Ian, what's your attempt? Uh, 32 oh, God, <laughs> Two, oh, They've both said 32, this is a nightmare This is an absolute nightmare Give the both of my Penalty ball Penalty shoot out and a half Because the answer is 30 But you've both said 32 So this is where I'm, <laughs> this is where I'm going to have to think on my feet And get you separated again So, next tiebreaker question that I'm just making up Dundee have the worst goal difference in the Premiership what is Dundee's goal difference? Stephen McGowan, write your answer down quickly and show me. Yeah, I should have brought a wee table. A second tiebreaker. This is a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Right, Stephen's writing his answer down and he's going to show me it right now, I hope. Well, he's on, he's on Google. Yeah, he's taking his time. I wonder what he's up to. Uh, right, okay. Oh. Ian, give me your attempt. Minus 29. Minus 29, says Ian. Stephen, what did you go for? Minus 18? Minus 18. The answer is minus... 38 Ian has done it On a second tiebreaker This almost never happens But it happened tonight And Ian has won The signed ball Well done Ian Well done Ian Well played Ian So it was a defeat On your debut Stephen But no disgrace I think you can hang No no Disgrace Roger Hanna will be disgusted Do you think so? Oh I'll be disgusted (laughs) But basically So I've I've not only Roger Hanna's standing Uh I've also disgraced Roger Hanna You've disgraced that still Over there never gets beaten A Tuesday Yeah You've disgraced Mike position number one yeah. In the Clyde One studio So there we go Chance to redeem yourself a bit later on uh, On the full time teaser Right let's talk Scotland uh, It's been dominating All week And the tail end of last week Stephen you were there You yeah. were in Kazakhstan And you were in San Marino I, I, I did ask you to touch on this At the top of the show But for, for anyone who missed it Or if you would care to elaborate What was the what was the mood like Up, up close Whether that be Alex McLeish Whether it be the players Whether it be the travelling fans Well the story of the night in San Marino was the travelling fans. Because if you look at the Tartan Army, they're not exactly noted 
for their criticism of Scotland. I mean, they celebrate victory. You know, they travel across Europe, they sing Do a Deer. Um, you know, that night in Gibraltar when Gordon Strachan's reign ended up in pretty dismal failure. You know, it didn't end that night, but the campaign did, and they, thousands of them cheered them to the rafters. So for the Tartan Army to turn round now and start chanting about the SFA the way we did, we won't repeat it here on the family show, but it does show you the level of discontent and it shows you that they're asking questions that go deeper than Alex McLeish. They're asking questions about the SFA, about the running of Scottish football. And I think in particular a lot of focus has gone on the SFA board about the process that appointed Alex McLeish and about the President Alan McRae and the Vice President Rod Petrie. You know, Rod Petrie could go into the SFA as president, he could go up unchallenged at AGM coming up. Why is he unchallenged? Why do we have this kind of anachronistic system where the guy who, who hangs about drinking G&T in the Hamden boardroom the longest becomes the figurehead of Scottish football? It's an absolute farce. And it just shows you how re- the result will always be king because people may care about that a whole lot less yes. if Scotland go and dominate and win two yeah, qualifiers yeah, but, convincingly. But, but, but the results, Gordon, come from the appointment of the manager. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you can criticise the manager and say Alec McLeish looks like a man at a time and I think a lot of people feel that. But who appointed him and why? Because there's this kind of suspicion that's always denied it, it was a bit of a trade-off. that The SPFL faction and the SFA board, they wanted Ian Maxwell as, as chief executive and the trade-off to get Petrie and McCree to buy that was to give them Alec McLeish that they were pushing for really hard. Now, they'll deny that to the cows come home, but it's politics. Scottish football is politics, it's backbiting, it's, it's self-interest all the time and it's holding the game back. And what, what did you make of in the last couple of days, Alex McLeish, the man then, up close and personal, did, did, he seem like a, did he seem like he was taking it poorly? I've seen this, uh, we've got fans on here saying you know, he, he should walk away, he should do the honourable thing. I think it's safe to say that that doesn't look like it will happen and it doesn't look like he'll be pushed at this stage either. No, well, I mean, he, he has a contract, Gordon. The contract had ended at this campaign 2020 And the problem with that contract is that If he goes and if the SFA sack him They'll have to pay it up And the SFA aren't exactly swimming with money at the minute Because they've got a big bill for Hamden to pay uh, They lost Vauxhall as their main sponsors You know they had to pay off managers and a chief executive last year You know so they don't have much money And you've got the guys who picked Alec McLeish we're going to have to face embarrassment if they then have to turn around a year later and say, you know what, mm. we got that wrong. Uh, Gordon Diel, it was widely regarded as the worst defeat in our history mm. on Thursday. And the fallout from Sunday makes me think it was our worst victory ever on Sunday. Because, um, I mean, I mentioned it in last night's show, in isolation, I don't think, we, we, I don't think we've ever done better than 2-0 away no. in San Marino. But mm-hmm. that's not the point. It's because it comes on the back of the Kazakhstan game. No one's having it at all. Yeah, the damage was all done on Thursday night, Gordon. Um, the Scottish fans lost patience with the SFA, Alec McLeish, the staff, and uh, the players as well. And Stephen's right, the, the fans, you've got to say, have followed Scotland all around the world, been terrific ambassadors for this country. And to hear the chance on Sunday just showed you that enough was enough for them. I'm not into getting manager sacked. Um I think what's happened is quite easily the fans have gone against Alec. Even the 2 0, you say most important things, three points. Of course it is. But the manner we played against the worst team in, ranked in the world was hmm. incredible. The interesting thing has gone, you've been a manager, so you know better than most of us that it's all very well for the fans to point the finger at the manager. But when they start pointing the finger at the board, that's yeah. when the real pressure starts. Yeah. But the other, the other side to this as well is that. Scotland play Cyprus at home 
June the 7th, is it? Uh, there or eighth, something like yeah, that, yeah. There or thereabouts. What is the crowd going to be for that game? The crowd is going to be absolutely appalling. You're talking under 12,000 as things stand at the moment. Because the fans, the only way they can register their protests is to vote with their feet. And that was a big game in the SFA budget, that game. The biggest problem I think we've got, uh, the, the, easy, the easy one, if you're an SFA, to save your own skin, go and get rid of McLeish, right? I think the fans would be happy with that because a lot of them have turned against him. Go and get rid of McLeish. But then the big problem comes, who do you get? And I know people are shouting in the station, Steve Clark. Steve Clark might just want to be a club manager. Yeah. That's what happens. Guys like Steve Clark's come up, made a reputation for his selling uh, commander. I don't think Steve Clark's got one eye in saying, I would like the Scotland job. I think he's got one eye in going south. Let's get the thoughts of Mick in Govan. Hi, Mick. Hello, Mick. Hi there. Uh, we've got you. What's your point? All right, hey. First time caller, guys. All right, what made you call tonight then? Is this Scotland business push you to the edge? Just on a kind of commotion, see with the Scotland, uh, with the recent results and that. Mm-hmm. Just a uh, uh, first point, kind of, now people are saying that if they sack McLeish and then the budget and then we need to pay him out and all that. I don't think a budget should come into play, see, when it comes to paying like managers and that. Because see, when the SFA and all the rest of them want money off the fans for tickets, they never look at the price of the tickets and think, oh, well, wait a minute, some families are on budgets and... No, I think they should just pay him out. Whatever they need to pay him out, pay him out and get you know, get shot at him. That, that's it. You just need to pay out what you need to kind of pay out, and that's you. Well, uh, move on to the next manager, and hopefully they can do something better. But they're kind of inept anyway. The SFA, aren't they? And the kind of board members, they, they don't pick the right the right people anyway. They've not done in the, the past either. And just another thing, see, my second point. Let's deal with that first, Mick. I'll let you back in. I mean, it sounds good, Stephen. I like Mick's courage of his convictions, yeah. but at the same time, if if you don't have that that money, then yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, everything in Scottish football, Mick, comes down to money. Everything, you know, every decision that's made is based around pound notes, and not only that, but you know, the question the SFA have to ask himself is. A, can they afford to sack Alex McQuish? B, can they afford not to sack Alex McQuish? Because, okay, Mick has a, a point. If you pay off that money, you might get more fans through the gate for the Cyprus game. And that's the big balancing act now. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think he will get Cyprus and he'll get Belgium away. Belgium away, would you, I mean, does anybody want to think about that right now? No, I'll answer that for but, you. But you're going to judge him, you know, you say he gets Cyprus and he gets Belgium away. Nobody's expecting us to beat Belgium away whether we won the last two yeah. games four or yeah, five 0 Yeah, but you can you can lose and then you can be ripped apart. So that that might come into it because you've, you've, you've seen that before. Yeah, but, but you're, you're playing the number one seed. Yeah, in the and world I'm aware here. of that. So, so you I'm can aware of that. be ripped apart. Exactly. But if if you if you get an arrow win against you, you get a win against Cyprus yeah. and you go to Belgium and you lose two 0 People probably take that in the chin You struggle against Cyprus And you go and lose 6 or 7 And by the way It looks like it's possible You probably don't survive that That's the difference Listen God God, God I mean he started a long goodbye now Let's be honest He started a long goodbye It's the same as There's some nights that define managers You look at Craig Levine 4-6-0 Took a while for him to go But that was the beginning of the end You look at Gordon Strachan That night in Gibraltar And then of course There's the genetics And that was him finished Kazakhstan Is the beginning of the end For Alex McQuish might not be this month It might not even be May Might be after June It's all context isn't it mm-hmm. You know it, I, I take your point about Belgium But if you lose as heavily to Belgium People will still mm. be looking back Saying this is a guy Who lost to Kazakhstan Yeah uh, Mick What's your second point? Uh, the second point is With regards to See you know how they kind of 
the squad and how the team's picked. I think we've been uh, we've been picking for see like the the championship and don't get me wrong, there's not really any big players in the Premier League anymore that come to the Scotland squad, maybe McTominay. But see after the two performances for what I've seen, I know there's boys sitting at see like clubs like Hearts, Kilmarnock, Dundee and they're better than that. They, they boys are better than that. See, like we're rushing to the championship constantly, and now picking up with our own league. That Kazakhstan team the other night had 17 squad members that played locally in their own league, and the Torres apart. They boys were all playing for the jersey. Now I'm not saying that they don't. They boys don't put a Scotland jersey on and play with a bit of heart. But I just think see if you get boys for Dundee, boys for like Kilmarnock, and that there's no way they could be any worse than what they boys mm. that were playing the other night done. And why not develop a rain, a rain league? See, like, instead of like, picking boys for the championship and that, aye, they might be paid more money and play with so-called bigger teams. But I'll tell you what, the boys that would come for Hearts, Dundee, Kilmarnock, Hibs, I know there would be 100% more than what they boys get the other night. This is a really difficult one, Gordon, because you, you, we hear this quite a lot. The one thing you can't really hold against Alex McLeish is the accusation that he doesn't pick mm. players from Scotland I mean Stephen O'Donnell who was the last Kilmarnock player who, who played semi-regularly for Scotland mm. so Stephen O'Donnell's in there Scott McKenna um, is in there John Souter's in the squad Graham Shinney's in the squad he's, mo- he's used more SPFL Premiership players by some distance than he's used from, from any of the other leagues what you get then is we get fans like Mick who think we need more of that but then you get other fans who go in the complete opposite yeah. and say no, the, some of the players in our country are not good enough for international football and we should stop falling for that so right. where is the truth? I, th- I think the truth is quite easy Gordon I don't care and you can look at it after a result and say we could have got players that will play for a jersey from Dundee and Kilmarnock or Hibs and whatever you want to be the team that was on the pitch on Thursday night and Sunday night are good players. They're good players individually. As a team, they were not good players. They were all over the place. Now, a lot of people will now look at the Alec McLeish and say, was it the tactics? Why is so-and-so playing there? Forget other players. These players are good players. And they had one of the nights, and I don't get this, well, uh, they weren't playing for a jet. They've travelled all that way. You know, it's very easy to say now, club football is more important. That pays your wages. You've got to make sure you're fit for the next game. Big teams carry big squads. If you got a wee injury, you could end up out of the team for weeks and weeks. So for these guys to commit to go over there, you've got to applaud them. Because a lot of people, a lot of people bowed out, Gordon. You've got to be honest. Forget this, I'm injured and I can't play in plastic pitches. A lot of them bowed out. So you've got to hand it to the guys that went. They're good enough. For some reason, they did not produce it. Gordon, I'll give you one name. Josh McGuinness. Scored the winner for Northern Ireland against Belarus the other night. Now, we all remember Josh McGuinness in the SPFL. Let's be honest, he's a bit of a journeyman. Never really set the head of the light. Decent player, nothing special. And he's done a fantastic job for Northern Ireland. He's been to the European Championships. And the Northern Ireland squad is full of these guys. They've got good players, they've got a better central defence than us, but they are full of these players who are not playing at a massive high level. They are, inverted commas, a championship team, an English championship team. So why are Northern Ireland under Michael Mm O'Neill punching so far above their weight? They are far more than the sum of their parts, and that's what we need for Scotland. And that's why, you know, for me personally, 
if, if Alex McCoy does fall on his sword, Steve Clark is perfect if he'll take it because he has delivered Kilmarnock to a place nobody imagined he could get to. And that's what we need for Scotland. Uh, so are you are you agreeing with Mick then that we, we, we should pluck players from, from a perceived lower level or are you actually trying to emphasise the importance of having the right manager? Well, are we really, I'm agreeing with Gordon to some degree that are we really saying that this Scotland team can't be better than we are in Kazakhstan? Yeah. Of course they can. Of course they can. But equally... You also have to say In a perfect world You would have more players Playing more Scott with Tom playing for Man United And Liverpool Because the inexperience Was chronic in Kazakhstan mm-hmm. They were two goals down Most of them Have never played In European football And they just didn't know How to react So you know I think Gordon Strachan Made the point You really want guys Playing at a higher level Thank you to Mick In Govan We'll speak to Sean In Oxford next And we're going to get Your full time teaser Up and running That's coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It's Gordon DL and Stephen McGowan here tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen is putting Gordon to shame with his preparation. He's come in with the iPad and it's, it's all looking very good. Gordon's got his bit of paper. Uh, but Stephen's going to have to close the iPad because it's mm. time for the full-time teaser. It's been sent in tonight by... I can find my bit of paper Chris Doherty Thank you mm. to Chris For sending in Fulltime At Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to send a question in Fulltime At Clyde1.com So here's your question tonight It's a straightforward one We obsess about the last time Scotland got to a World Cup But what about the last time They won a game The last time we won a game At a World Cup Was the 16th of June 1990 mm. Can you name the starting 11? Oh, oh Come on Behave. I couldn't even name the manager. Who's your manager? Come on, Italian ninety. You get you get there eventually. Andrew Ross was the manager. The goalkeeper right. was. Open that iPad again. <laughs> Remember, Leighton played against Brazil, didn't he? Jim Leighton. There we go. Was that so difficult? One guess. Oh, you've got yeah. an answer already. Well, we've got Stuart. Ali McLeish. Yes. And Willie Miller or Hanson. One of the two. No. None of them. None of them. Stuart McCall. He scored. Stuart, um, the, Boris Johnson Yes The, the blonde hair lad That played with Aberdeen Right back Stuart McKimmy Stuart no. McKimmy Alright we'll leave it there He Ooh, was in playing So that's a good unlucky. start You can help us on Twitter uh, 16th of June 1990 How bad does that sound I was Six months old Just to make you feel Even worse Gordon Dale uh, The last time Scotland won a game At a World Cup Can you name the starting <laughs> 11 Jim Layton Alex McLeish oh. Stuart McCall Mo Johnson That's four of the 11 So we've plenty of time To get them I'll tell you what Let's check in quickly At one of the championship games tonight Dunfermline Dundee United Big implications At both ends of the table Dave Galloway I think Has got some team news for us Yeah thanks Gordon Well it's amazing How quickly things change In football isn't it Just seven days ago Dundee United Would have slipped 14 points Behind championship leaders Ross County If they'd lost to them At Tannadice Tonight if United Beat Dunfermline Near the East End Park The gap on first place Will be down To just two points Albeit with Robbie Nielsen's side Having played two games more than County however defeating the Pars will be easier said than done they're on a promotion playoff charge and go into this one on the back of five straight wins during which they haven't conceded any goals not surprisingly then Dunfermline are unchanged it's Ryan Scully in goals at the back it's a four of James Cragen Danny Devine Lee Ashcroft and Jackson Longridge midfield Callum Higginbotham Joe Thompson Tom Bedling and Ryan Blair up top Bruce Anderson and Louis Longridge substitute Gill, Williamson, Dernan, Hippolyte, Elbach, Towie, Vincent 
and Todd. As for Dundee United, four changes for them. The men coming in, Pavel Safranco, Rashid Buena, Ian Harks and Charlie Seaman. Out drop Paul Watson, Mark Connolly, Sam Stanton and Peter Pollitt. It's Ben Segrist in goals. At the back, Charlie Seaman, Rashid Buena, uh, Mark Reynolds and Callum Booth. Midfield, Paul McMullen, Ian Harks, Callum Butcher and Jamie Robson with Peter Pollitt playing behind the main striker, Pavel Safranco. The subs for the visitors this evening, Laidlaw, Fivey, Clark, Stanton, Gomez and Nesbitt and Watson. And your match referee here at East End Park for Dunfermline against Dundee United, Ewan Anderson. Thanks, Dave Galloway. Dunfermline, Dundee United, Inverness against Alwa. Two big games in the Championship that have implications at the top and the bottom. We had it given to Ross County a couple of weeks ago. Dundee United just trying to make things a bit more interesting. We're on Twitter and on the phones, remember, at Clyde SSB. John is on. He says, on paper, Scotland should have beaten Kazakhstan. On paper, I reckon Barry Manlow's got a bigger nose than Gordon DL. But if someone produced a tape measure, I would probably be proven wrong. <laughs> I'd be delighted with that. I've been to see Barry oh, Manlow. Of course He's you fantastic. have. You ever I've seen never him? been up close oh. to Barry Manlow. I've never been... Oh, never absolutely been. superb. Well, this... Better or worse than your expectations for Mrs Brown's <laughs> yeah, musical? Yeah, I think Mrs Brown's got to be the highlight. You think so? Uh, yes, I'm l- really looking forward to it. Similar musical standard, I would guess. Honestly. Four, four sleeps. When is it? Friday night? Friday night, yeah. yeah. Okay, I look forward to getting the post-match analysis on Saturday's show, said no one ever. 01419511025. Let's get the thoughts of Sean in Oxford. Hi, Sean. Hi, how are you? Not too bad, Sean. How are you? Good. I wanted to make a point about McLeish and the board. Uh, I, I don't think Alex McLeish is the right man for the job, but I have a bit of sympathy for him. If you're unemployed and you get offered a better position, you're going to accept it. And once you've got that job, you're going to do everything to keep it. For me, the problem is above McLeish, the one with the likes of Alex McC- Alan McRae. I had a look at that man's profile on Google, and I can't for the life of me figure out what qualifies him to run to do that job in the SFA. As big as an achievement seems to have been with Cove Rangers in the Junior League. And normally the other thing is that he's been involved in the SFA for about 30 years. And I, I really think that's where the focus has to be. I think the situation we're seeing with Scotland is starting to resemble the situation Celtic had in the early 90s when it was coming obvious that the people running the organisation just weren't fit to run the club the way it should have been. And I, I'm not just talking about performances in the park, which can come and go. The attendances are dropping at football matches. They can't secure a sponsor. And I hope it doesn't lead to anything too dramatic, like a fan revolt. But I'm worried it might lead to that. Don't want to get too political. But some really good points made there. But things are going to change slightly. Because if Rod Petrie goes up as president, Alan McRae will move off the board. Alan McRae and Rod Petrie are allies. And there are a group of people in the SFA board you're going to start outvoting them, who see things in a very different way. Most people see things in a different way from Rod Petrie, let's be honest. He, you know, he's not known for his, having friends and influencing people in Scottish football, but the balance, the voting balance of the SFA board is going to change to the point where I think it's conceivable that Rod Petrie will be a kind of, you know, a, a dead duck president. Mm. And on, on the, the fact that, they, you know, they appointed the manager, Gordon, I don't think mm. anyone would ever doubt that Alex McLeish was well within his rights to take the job I mean that, oh, yeah. that's not that's not really what's up for uh, for debate here but that's why people like Sean are looking at, at who hired them 
As well as just criticising the job that he's doing This is There is a scattergun here And you'll have noticed this We have had in the last two days Calls saying that Stephen Doby is the answer To solve Scotland's goal scoring crisis It's Alan McRae's fault It's Rod Petrie's mm. fault Alex McLeish isn't good enough You know We're now I think Andy Robertson The captain Described us as being at rock bottom And that's the way it feels Because everybody Is having to take their share of the blame Yeah exactly And everybody should Take the share of the blame Gone because there have been a lot of mistakes made um, when you're at top of the tree It's simple you, you either get the manager correct or wrong If you get the right manager And the results are good Nobody talks about these guys Nobody even blinks an eye about them They leave them alone They concentrate on the team They concentrate on the manager Unfortunately the way our results have went The performances The call-offs You know there's a lot of problems At Scotland just now And Alex having to face them then the head of the tree come into play. Well, don't, 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 don't forget as well, Gordon. The, the fast that 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 took place before Alex McQueen got the job. Yeah, you did the, 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 the long chase for Michael O'Neill. Uh, Stuart Regan put all his eggs in one basket. Basic negotiating. It was it was, it was ridiculous. Didn't get Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill gets a big contract in Northern Ireland. Stays put where he is. Doesn't need the hassle. And you're then looking. Well, where are they going to go now? They move first of all to Walter Smith. They, they dally and they did it over that So they try and turn the call back to get Walter Smith And then they turn the call back again to get Alex McLeish And you're thinking What a, a lazy, unimaginative process After how do you go from Michael O'Neill To Alex McLeish And apart from anything else Alex McLeish you know, and I have a lot of time for Alex McLeish I think he's a very decent man But was he really an upgrade in Gordon Strachan? Or was it like It felt like a bit of a sideways move Going for somebody who was very much cut from the same cloth. I think, I think when Michael, they never caught Michael O'Neill. I think they went into panic mode. Yeah. And Alec, they looked at and thought, right, experienced manager, been here before, managed in England, managed at Rangers, so he's a safe pair of hands. Unfortunately, just now, it's not worked out. I'm assuming it was doom and gloom off the scale, Stephen. Having been there, travelling from firstly from Kazakhstan to San Marino and then back, how how would you describe? Can you describe the mood amongst the the officials, the management, the players? You were obviously there. Subdued, sombre. They knew. They knew. I mean, you know, I, t- I spoke earlier about when you're a journalist and you're having to put the tacky boots on with people you like and you find decent people who are good to deal with. You feel a bit. You do feel a conscience. I know we're not supposed to But you do But you know the thing is We could look them in the eye Because they knew That they had made a serious mess of things And there was no getting away from that The Kazakhstan result The performance was completely unacceptable What was it? One shot on target from Stuart Armstrong That the keeper mm-hmm. saved There was nothing there There was empty jerseys And you know there are some results That a manager just can't survive You think back to Tony Mowbray Losing 4-0 with Celtic at St Mirren or, You know some results are just As I said earlier They just define a manager and that's going to be the case for Kazakhstan and Alex McCush of you. Uh, let's bring in Ricky in Easterhouse. Hi, Ricky. Hi, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. No problem, Ricky. What's on your mind? Is, is, is uh, David Moyes un- unemployed? David Moyes? Yeah. Yes. David yeah, Moyes. Is, yep. There you yep. go, there. There you go. That's a, that, for me, that's a solution. But get back to what I was going to, when it, when it talk about first. Alan McCush, Peter Grant, and I don't know why, uh, what do you call it, uh, McFadden there. Right, I don't know why why he's there. I don't know what coaching experience he's got. But the other two, I think their methods are outdated. As you said, Gordon, these guys are all good players. The guys there that's played in the Champions League with Celtic. You'd score McTominay has played in the Champions League with Man United. You'd other guys, and you've got a 
the boy for Liverpool. Robertson, yeah. He's the ball played at a top level. Right. We played a back four against San Marino. San Marino weren't going to attack us. Two of the back were done. And the ball player was sitting in his bum, the forest. The forest should have been on there. Stephen O'Donnell, not against the boy. That wasn't a night for him. He's a defender. He's no one uh, uh, right back, left back. He should never have been on the park. No, no, because he's a bully, because we didn't need him that night. We didn't need him to defend. We needed somebody to get up that line, drawing them out, and uh, the boy on the other side. That's what we needed. Tactics were all right. You go to a park, you've got to go and with some kind of system. Some kind of, I mean, if it doesn't go right, some kind of system to put it right. The boy's never had that. He's going to get it before even on the park. Yeah, you can you can blame tactics, you can blame formation, you can blame Alec McLeish, everything like that. You had a wee pop there, Ricky at uh, Peter Grant and James McFadden. I I watched James McFadden go through his A license last year. Works very hard, very knowledgeable. Um, I think James would bring a lot to the game. Peter, I've I've watched Peter on a training ground as well. Uh, very good and very experienced. Uh, you know, being a, a number two uh, to um, who was it in the West Ham again? Um, Alan Pardew. Uh, Alan Pardew, who he must have learned off as well in the, the Premier League. So Peter and James have been about. So what happens is when the results don't go right, you look at the full coaching staff. You look at the manager. What's the what's the assistant manager doing? What's the coach doing? Why? You know, even the sports science guy come in for it as well. Everybody takes a part of the blame. It was one of those four days, Gordon. It was just an absolute disaster from start to finish. And we have to mm. make a decision. Do we begin and keep going down this road with the same people or do we change now? Listen, no, I can't answer that. The, the James Forrest one, I think, yeah. has united most people Listen, in, the, in the aftermath of the Listen, game. Listen, Vicky, I think, I think sitting in the press box in the San Marino Stadium, we were all sitting scratching our head. You're looking at starting 11, Callum Patterson playing up front. <clears throat> No James Forrest in the team Despite the fact he'd scored five I think it was five out of the last eight goals for Scotland mm-hmm. um, Ryan Fraser no issue with that I think God makes a fair point You know One striker again Well listen You know if you've got a wing You're going to say it's 4-3-3 three, three, But mm-hmm. in, in essence one centre forward And you know It just it, People were scratching their head But the one thing I would say as well though Ricky is that It didn't matter how many goals Scotland scored in San Marino No Didn't make the slightest bit of difference It was the most joyless Scotland win ever because you could have scored eight or nine and James McFadden said this and it still wouldn't erase the stain of losing 3-0 in Kazakhstan. Thank you to Ricky and Easterhouse. What about tonight's question? 1990, the 16th of June was the last time Scotland won a game at a World Cup. But can you name the starting lineup? You've already got Leighton, McLeish, McCall and Mo Johnson. I've got, I've got about three teams. I'll take uh, one more right, guess okay. from you at the moment. I'm going centre-back with uh, McLeish. Richard Goff? No. I'm going to go uh, Aitken. Aitken, Aitken. Yes, he was a skipper. He, 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 he was fouled for the penalty. What about Morris Malpass? Yes. Yeah. Played now. Played now. Yeah. Have we ever got Mo Johnson? You've got him. Coist. McCoist. Nope. No? Mm-hmm. You've got five to get. Let's try and get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's Gordon Diel and Stephen McGowan here with us tonight uh, They're trying their best on the full-time teaser that's been sent in by Chris The address you need to send a question is fulltime at Clyde1.com 16th of June 1990 The last time Scotland won a game at a World Cup yeah. Can you name the starting 11? You've got Jim Leighton, Alex McLeish, uh-huh. Morris Malpass, Roy Aitken, Stuart McCall, 
Mo Johnson Do you want the full team Because we've got No it. no just give me another guess Right okay We're going to go with Jim Bett No She you Dave McPherson Yes Yes Right here's another one John Collins No Oh Stephen What else you got Murder oh, McLeod Paul, 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 Murder McLeod Yes Got knocked out By a free kick against Lampard Brazil didn't know if it was McStay No Um. What do you call it? The Celtic lad Chelsea Oh my god It's from right in my head Chelsea Celtic He's over in America Midfield player Craig Burley Craig Burley No, no it's too soon for him Far too Far oh, too Far too soon for I'll give you a few seconds To <laughs> regain your composure After that oh, show Pat pa, 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 Nevin No, no. Gordon Jury Yes get right, You've only got two to get So just leave it there And we'll see if you can get The last two between now And the end of the show Let's speak to Frank In Clyde Bank Hi Frank Hi, how you doing guys? Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Uh, I was listening to well, actually the last call to my thunder. Well, what I'm on about is they're on about Ali McLeish. Apparently, I could hear with that. But Peter Grant and the boy McFadden, how did they get past the first interview? I can't understand that. Now, you're talking, you're wanting management in there for your national team. Now, if I play Champions League football and I'm playing at the highest level and I've got a bad result some night and I come off, and I've got some guy telling me you're doing this thing, doing that, doing that thing. I'd be looking at him saying, "Who do you think you're talking to? What have you done?" Well, there's well, well, a lot of all over the world and every. every and by the way, team. we don't have too many of those players anyway. No, no, and exactly. And plus, the fact, Frank's Frank's talking about Peter Grant there and, and James McFadden. He's never seen coaching, never looked at them in the training ground, never been in a dressing room with them. I've watched these guys coaching and they work very hard at it. Whether you agree with them being there or not, that's up to mm. the manager to bring well, them surely in. Surely you've got to have people you're comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. It's up to Alec McLeish. Yeah, I mean, Stephen, listen, you couldn't at the moment, You, I couldn't disagree with Frank and say, no, the, the coaching structure is working because how could you? What, what would you say it was based on? But on paper, what was clearly meant, what's clearly meant to be the case is that Alex McLeish is the manager. Mm. Yes, we know James McFadden doesn't have a lot of coaching experience. He was number two t- to Mark McGee at Mother. He was clearly there as the go-to guy for the players. Yeah, the generation gap. Younger, on yeah. their level, yeah. played for Scotland forty-eight times, scored for Scotland a number of times, carried Scotland's hopes for a while. He was clearly meant to be the go-to guy. And then Peter Grant was the coach, if yeah, you like. I mean, James McFadden. Because Peter Grant has a number yeah. of coaching jobs under his yeah, belt. Yeah, he's become a specialist number two, hasn't he? And James McFadden, he passes the show as your medals test. Because, you know, I don't know if he's literally has lots of medals, but scored the arguably the best goal since Archie Gemmel in France. Won all those caps, the playoff goal against Holland. Was, uh, what, he, he came to symbolise what we really want from a Scotland player You know, a bit of imagination, a mm. bit of cheek And I agree with you I mean, was he was probably to... the last talisman we had actually yeah. for, for Scotland, wasn't he? Just And you can say, mm. oh, well, that's because we've been nowhere fine I, I get that but, You but... know, that's, that's where we're at, Gordon Where we're getting nostalgic for the era of James McFadden We didn't do anything in James McFadden's era either Yeah So, you know, we're, we're, we're really getting nostalgic for the eras Actually, in retrospect, weren't that good And that just shows we've got I think, I think we need to get away from this whether you're a great player, a bad player, or yeah. a, a normal player, it's nothing to do with it. It's a different job. You've got mm. to get, you've got to man manage, you've got to coach, you've got to organise, you've got to set up tactics. So forget how many medals or how many caps you've got. It's all about because if you look about the world and you look at great coaches, there are a lot out mm. there 
that's never went well. I can show well, you my medals as a player. And we keep we keep doing it because it's close to home and it's Michael O'Neill and all the rest of it. Austin McPhee is, is part of his coaching yeah. setup. You know, we we only become interested in who the number two is when we're looking for someone. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think I think the process is everything here. It looks lazy. It looked like it was unimaginative. You start off trying to get the manager of Northern Ireland, you don't get him. You move on trying to get the ex-manager of Scotland. You did, you did it over that. And then you go back for another ex-manager of Scotland. Where is the imagination? Where is the forethought? Where is the plan? And that's a question we should all be asking now. Frank. Yes. On you go. What, what I'm saying is, right, uh, what Gordon's saying is, he's seen them doing the coaching, they're good and all the rest of it, right? But you go to any club and see coaches, Hibs, Kilmarnock, they didn't fight. And there's guys out there doing a job and they're coaching people with the best ability. But I'm talking about coaches in for your national team, no club team. But, and that's the difference. But, You're at a different level. But Frank, you've got to understand that the manager gets a choice of who he, his backroom staff's going to be, who he really works with, how he sees it. So what Alex looked at is the younger guys in beside him. Alec will be probably making sure everything's ticking over. James and Peter will be in setting up, doing the trade. That's what happens in court. You can go anywhere. The, you, you look at um, Hamilton Ackes, for instance, uh, Frankie McAvoy, who started out with Alec Neal. Look where he's ended up. You know, he started there and people were going, oh, what does he do? God. But he's a great right-hand man to Alec yeah. Neal. It's a question of trust, isn't it? It's about trust. Who does the manager trust? Nobody had heard of Chris Davies before he came to Celtic mm. with, with Brendan Rodgers. Nobody had heard of him. But nobody asked any questions because Celtic won games. And all we are doing at the minute is we are taking a scattered gun and we're taking aim at everybody. And listen, that's the right thing to do because we do need a review of where this has all gone wrong. But I think, Frank, to be honest with you, Peter Grant and James McFadden, I think you're shooting at the wrong targets. Thank you to Frank and Clyde Bank. And we actually we got a look at our playoff opponents, didn't we? Finland were on the television a bit earlier on, beating Armenia 2-0. Uh, some... Familiar faces Glenn Kamara Timo Pukki yeah. In the team uh, That is All well and good Stephen I suppose the worry is That you sleepwalk Towards that Everyone yeah. knows That we have that In the back burner And that's great And I don't I don't think people should Forget that we topped The Nations League group But it just seems like I'm quite a way Away at the moment well, yeah, well I mean the argument And the debate We should be having As a nation now is Do you say Alex McQueen's got him To the Nations League Playoff He deserves a chance To go there Or do you say You know what there's a fundamental problem with trust now with the manager and we need to replace him so we can be sure of winning that playoff. The playoff game's at Hamden, isn't it? Against fin- most likely Finland. Um, and But I have to say, who would have believed the day would come when we would be worried about the name of Timu Puki, who is banging them in for Norwich City, has been a terrific player and how ironic would it be if he came back and killed Scotland? I don't want to look that far ahead just yet So let's let's cut it there It was the 16th of June 1990 That was the last time Scotland won a game at a World Cup Can you name the starting 11? That's the question that's been sent in tonight from Chris Doherty If you like the sound of that And you want to get a question on the show The address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com You're doing pretty well You've only got two to get so Right, you've got Jim Layton right. Alex McLeish mm-hmm. Morris Malpass Dave McPherson Gordon Jury Murdo mm-hmm. McLeod Roy Aitken Stuart McCall and Mo Johnson, and that means you've only got two. Details of positions. I'm going to throw one in, but I don't know where he played, so he might have just ran about the park. Did Craig Levine play there? 
Yes. Oh, that's genius. But I'll not get the other one. I'm struggling. You've only got must... one more to get. So what, what what formation have you got them playing, Gordon? You can't even remember what you had for breakfast yeah. this morning. So Well, I had a diamond, but it's just I don't know which one I did. Did they, did they do diamonds in nineteen ninety? Yeah. yeah. So the, the defence is Well, McLeish, Malpass, Levine McPherson, probably. Yeah. yeah. McCall in the midfield we've got so far McCall, Aitken, McLeod And the jury have played in there I mean the three of them look like strikers too. Oh, oh so that's a striker It's a striker oh, sorry, I'm We're looking that away. for a striker mm-hmm. I gave that away didn't I <sighs> Who's a striker? Well certainly a forward player anyway <sighs> Can't yeah. be It was a striker David, David Speedy no, tells no, after no, his era. No, 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 no. I played against David Speedy What, what, what club did he play for? Come on, give us a week. Uh, a f- close family member was in the current Scotland squad or the Scotland squad at the weekend. Got it. Robert Fleck. Yes, well done. Robert Fleck. There we go. Well High done. All round. Thank you to Gordon DL and Stephen McGowan for joining us tonight. Stephen, hope that was uh, painless for you. Thank you for, for joining that. us. Thanks for asking me. Good stuff. Maybe do it again sometime soon. Gordon, you just get a regular size. Thanks because you're always here. Uh, right. Thanks for all the calls and tweets. We will do it all over again tomorrow night from six o'clock in the company of Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. Stay where you are. Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>